And so here we are again, friends, live 8 a.m. Atlantic Daylight Time. We are Thursday. And on Thursdays, according to our podcast itinerary, we have ourselves a topical discussion. And the topical discussion we will be having is about our youth in the church and why they are leaving the faith in such drastic numbers. What's taking place that they don't grow up staying in the faith that most... I think 75% and up, leave the faith. So we're going to visit our friends over at apologeticspress.org to read an article there, and we'll also have discussion on a few other things as well regarding this topic and what could be taking place. Stefan Maez, my name. This is the Early Bird Podcast Sessions. We go live 8 a.m. Atlantic Daylight Time from Monday to Friday. That's what we've been doing for now. It seems to be working well. The itinerary throughout the week, if you're interested, goes like this. On Mondays, I share the sermon with you that I preached on Sundays. On Tuesdays, we analyze the lyric. We examine songs from the secular world, and we kind of look at the lyrics therein and have a conversation. On Wednesdays, we have ourselves a Bible study, and uh, we've been going through the book of Genesis. On Thursdays, like today, we have ourselves a topical trip, discussion on specific topics, and on Friday, it is the socio-political conversation, interaction with political affairs and current events. So if you think that's something that might interest you and you find value in the substance of the material being created, please follow, subscribe, and uh, share uh, the link far and wide. Give a comment, you know, give a thumbs up, a rumble, a like, whatever it is that needs to be done in these social platforms to um, dive into the algorithm reach and allow folks out there who might be interested in, in tuning in to do so. Also, you can support this work, and that's how we function, independently on your goodwill and support. You can sign up to addedsouls.locals.com for free, and therein find uh, our freedom platform and community, the Added Souls community. And you can choose to choose to from your own free will and ability to support. Uh, and uh, that's very well welcomed. So we can keep growing the Added Souls ministry uh, through the Maya family, the gospel proclaimed, wherever we may roam. So please consider doing that. You can also go to uh, send a donation to PayPal. The email address is addedsouls at gmail.com. And you can send me an email if you'd like to have a hard address or something like that. Good stuff. So, the conversation at hand, the title to the topic here, Our Youth Leaving the Faith. Our Youth Leaving the Faith. What's happening and why is it happening, right? Before we open up the article from our friends over at apologeticspress.org, which they are going to deal more along the the branch line of the, um, the current atheistic worldview, the evolution worldview, and their hijacking of, of the title science. So our youth, a great many, leave the church, leave the faith, because, well, they just think we're Christianity is a myth. It's just not provable. There's no science to it. So why would I adhere or remain faithful to something that is a myth, that is uh, not real? It's not based in scientific fact. I mean, you know, Noah and the flood, yeah, right. You know, that's not true. Adam and Eve, yeah, sure. So that's a big factor on the reason our youth are leaving, and that's the uh, article that we'll be reading from our friends over at apologeticspress.org. But before we get into that, I also want to add some of the studies that I was made privy to 
throughout the decades regarding the large amount of youth that are leaving the church and the faith. And would you know it, a great percentage of it, again, above 75%. And how do I know this? Well, several preachers in various locations geographically, working in local congregations throughout, I think, the 60s, 70s, and 80s, I think that is, yeah, 60s, 70s, and 80s, um, began a research uh, together in their locations to monitor and take note of the youth as they grew up in the church and why they stopped going to church and being faithful, what, what took place. And over 75% of them was for the reason of uh, getting involved with an unbeliever, getting involved with a non-believer, marrying a non-believer. That's a big, big factor to why a great many youth had left the church. So, I mean, you can't really fight against the numbers. That was the study regarding that specific topic, marrying an unbeliever. But uh, other, in, other ministries um, that are well-known and respected in the Brotherhood have been doing studies along those lines regarding the uh, things that are being taught in school about evolution and atheism and how that plays a large factor in our youth leaving the church. I don't know the numbers to that end, but um, it's more than we would like to admit. Let's just put it that way. And it's because there's nobody to answer their questions. They're being taught by individuals who know how to manipulate the narrative in such a deceptive, covert way that they start to question their Christianity. They're like, well, this makes no sense. And then they go to the preacher, to the elders, to mom and dad, to other brothers and sisters in Christ and ask these questions. And no one's learned about it because we didn't need to for a long time. Everybody just took for granted that we believe in God and we go to church on Sundays. Well, the devil knew that, and he's like, eh, they're taking it for granted. Poor fools. Let's, let's, let's cause some problems here. And sure enough, well, there is no God, right? No, there, there's no God. That's not science. That's anti-science to believe in God. And so they wrap around all kinds of uh, questions that the mom and dad and preachers and elders just couldn't answer. Well, if they can't answer it, they're not smart like my teacher in science class. So therefore, Christianity's wrong. And I know that. I've entertained it. I was away from the church for decades because of entertaining these kind of things. You know, well, there's no heaven or hell. There's no right or wrong. There's no God or devil. There's no, you know, the Bible's a myth and all that kind of stuff. Why? Because science. Science is why. Well, is that really science? <laughs> is that truly science? So we're going to open up the article here from our friends over at apologeticspress.org. And we'll read the titled article saying, Young people leave the faith because they believe Christianity is anti-science. It's from our brother named Kyle Butt. And uh, yeah, let's just do what we do here and put it up on the screen. We hadn't done that in a little while. And uh, that's what we're going to do. All right. Let me see here. There we go. Young people leave the faith because they believe Christianity is anti-science. And of course, this written in June 2022, one of the latest articles there. And I encourage you to go visit apologeticspress.org. They've helped me a great deal uh, when I was uh, trying to make sense of Christianity back in 2011. You know, uh, leaving the world and its heathen ways and its Gentile mind, um, I was seeking 
in an honest and humble way, the truth of Christianity. And um, it just so happened my father had, I think, a few DVDs uh, from this ministry, the apologeticspress.org. And I saw the website there, obviously, and I started looking at their videos, and I just couldn't get enough of it. I just really couldn't. To me, it made so much sense. Like, I mean, one plus one equals two kind of stuff. And I'm like, man, this these are answering questions I've had about everything. You know, about the evil of the world, about evolution, about atheism, about uh, alleged discrepancies in the Bible, all that kind of stuff. So they have a wonderful ministry. I do not know these brethren personally. I am well aware that some have a, are not who they portray themselves to be outwardly, but in all instances, the material that they produce is very, very, very accurate. And uh, that's been encouraging to me. So anyways, I'm plugging them in. They have probably no idea, and I'm not going to receive a check out of this. But uh, their, their uh, material is very, very uh, good. Okay, so um, it says, let's start reading here. David Kinneman is the president of the widely known research organization Barna. One of his primary areas of work deals with research. Yeah, okay. Research regarding Christianity. In his book, You Lost Me, Why Young Christians Are Leaving the Church and Rethinking Faith. That's the title of the book. He detailed several of the main reasons why 18 to 29 year olds say they leave Christianity. In his list of six broad reasons young people leave their faith, the third reason he listed, based on the vast amount of research Barna had has done on the topic, is that 18 to 29 year olds believe Christianity is anti-science. And he wrote, quoting now from his book, many young Christians have come to the conclusion that faith and science are incompatible. I thought that as well. Yet they see the most help, the mostly. Uh, yet they see the mostly helpful role science plays in the world they inhabit, in medicine, personal technology, travel, care of the natural world, and other areas. What's more, science seems accessible in a way that the church does not. Science appears to welcome questions and skepticism, while matters of faith seem impenetrable. Yeah, that sadly is the case. So the article continues. He further noted that the research showed that 29% of 18 to 29 year olds said that churches, quote, are out of step with the scientific world we live in, while one quarter, 25%, described Christianity as anti-science. He related the story of a Catholic man named Mike who became an atheist, and Mike said, quote, It was 10th grade. I started learning about evolution. I felt like my first window into the real world. To be honest, I think that learning about science was the straw that broke the camel's back. I knew from church that I couldn't believe in both science and God. So that was it. I didn't believe in God anymore. Kinneman, of course, summarized the research by saying, quote, Issues of science are one of the significant points of disconnection between the next generation and Christianity. At Apologetics Press, we have known for over four decades that this is the case. We've listed, or listened, sorry, to countless heart 
heartbroken parents tell us how their faithful Christian children abandoned their faith in God for the more, quote, honest intellectual approach presented by modern atheistic science. In truth, this tragic problem is one of the primary reasons apologetics press exists. Furthermore, this issue should cause every church leader, elder, preacher, parent, grandparent, and church member to ask, to ask themselves what can be done. So let's look at several ways to approach the situation. And the article now is going to go into several point form uh, approaches that we can look at. And friends, this is just the reality of our faith nowadays. We live in a very corrupt world. Public life is corrupt. I mean, you need to become a professional in every aspect of life so as to not be taken advantage of by corrupt individuals. So you just can't take for granted an individual calling himself a scientist who has all the plaques on the wall trying to teach you that there is no God. You can't, I mean, you can't listen to these individuals at face value. You have to have your own independent research. You need to do that for your banking because there's some crooked brokers out there. You need to do that for insurance because you have some crooked brokers out there. You need to do that for everything. Even in the religious world of Christianity, you have individuals who proclaim to be scholars who are nothing but crooked, corrupt, lying, deceptive individuals. You have to look into it for your own self. It's the same with doctors. They want to prescribe you all kinds of things. Is that really necessary? Are they making commission off the pills they are pushing down your throat? You know, like now as Christians, we need to know science and we need to know how to defend ourselves and our faith to our youth who are being told all kinds of stuff in the classroom all day. And then they have about a half hour with mom and dad, if they're lucky, a few days a week. I mean, come on, we need to be on top of this. I have no problem at all. And my children are being well-versed in evolution and atheistic science. I want them to make their own conclusions. You can't do that if you're indoctrinated on one side of the aisle. So they need to see both aspects, both worldview and uh, models, so that they, of their own mind, can independently, accountably see and research and find out, yeah, obviously one, in, one side saying one plus one makes two, and the other one saying one plus one makes something we don't care or we don't know, or it could be anything. And it's like, well, no, <laughs> which is interesting again to the, to, to the atheistic community because they don't believe in absolutes. It don't exist. There's no such thing as right or wrong. There's no moral code. There's nothing yet. They are objectively it's, this is how the conversation goes. And I've had this conversation, believe it or not, this has happened. Me having a conversation with atheist. Are you absolutely certain there are no absolutes? Yes, there are no absolutes. You're certain about that? Yes, you're absolutely certain there are no absolutes. Yes. They can't even see what they've just said and what they've acknowledged. I've seen it before my eyes. I'm like, you don't even know what you're saying. And I used to be there. That's the foolishness. Like I look, I'm looking from the outside. Anyways, so to the article, let's look at several ways to approach the situation. Number one, recognize the need to teach on the subject. Many people in the Lord's Church grew up without being challenged by questions about how science and the Bible interact. Because of this, they do not recognize the fact that young people in the church today are bombarded with information on a regular basis that demands that Christianity and science stand at opposite ends of the truth spectrum. You see that again. They get it now from the government. They get it from academic institutions. They certainly get it from the entertainment industry, music and movies and sports. They even get it from their own religious organizations, denominations. 
They get it from all aspects, it seems, of public life. Corporations are behind this kind of stuff as well. So, again, it, it, it's just an onslaught from all directions upon our youth. Not only are they, I mean, it's a, it's a necessary path. You see how they've done this. We need to teach your children there is no God then it's easier for us to teach them all about the LGBTQ community and how they don't necessarily need to be boys or girls born that way. They can change themselves and anything and everything is the most depraved, perverted way they can. And, and, and all of this nonsense. I mean, it's Romans chapter one, Paul speaking of the ancient Gentile world. It, um, that's what we're reliving all over again. We haven't learned apparently. So we continue to read. The simple question that needs to be asked by every congregation of the church is, what are we doing to help our young people understand the relationship between science, the Bible, and Christianity? What classes are scheduled to deal with the subject? What curriculum materials have we diligently assessed to be the most robust to deal with the issues? What special seminars or video series have we used or plan to use to help our youth through this very serious challenge to their faith? If the answers to these questions are, quote, nothing, very little, not much, and we don't know, then there's a good chance that many of the young people of the congregation will have trouble with their faith because of this unanswered challenge. Now, one does not need to become a savant of sorts or genius in the realm of science. Some of the most simple minds understand that we were not, you know, we didn't come to existence by nothing. Nothing didn't explode into something. That's I don't need to know all the technical scientific terms that are currently being used in the realm of science to be able to know the truth. But our children need to know a foundation to defense. You know, Number two, teach the truth. Science and the Bible are compatible. They just are. I had to learn that. The primary sentiment expressed by young Christians who leave the faith based on science is that science and the Bible cannot, be both, uh, cannot both be true. This is a false statement designed by Satan to force our young people to make a choice that should never be made. You can quickly see how sinister this approach is by comparing it to other false dilemmas. Do you want to be a thinking intellectual or do you want to be a Christian? See kind of how they fracture that and separate it? It's very manipulative. I've seen brethren do this. It's amazing. <laughs> it really is. You can't... You can't both be this and that at the same time. Why not? There's nothing in the Bible that says I can't. There's nothing in the Bible that says I can't be both a gospel preacher while building tents. There's nothing in the Bible that says these things. But yet, these individuals, they're very manipulative. They'll try to fragment and cause uh, division. Very divisive. Well, science, that's a worldly thing. Sadly, it's crept into a great many Christians, our brethren. Some of them from the pulpit. Do you want to be a thinking intellectual or do you want to be a Christian? Well, that's wrong. Do you want to care about people and their rights or do you want to be anti-choice on the abortion question? Again, manipulative, divisive. Do you want to love and be kind to people or do you want to teach that God only saves those who believe in Jesus? Again, it's manipulative language. It's very divisive and it's, it's just not accurate. Each of these ideas is presented as if only one can be true. When addressing the question of science and the Bible, we discover that real science and a proper understanding of the Bible always agree with each other. Dr. Michael, Michael uh, Hoots, 
who holds a PhD from MIT and works for NASA, has written an excellent article on this subject titled, quote, True Science is the Christian's Friend. While most young people are taught by secular education institutions that science and the Bible are incompatible, they have not been equipped with the truth that shows this idea to be false. And honest, an honest look at real science will always increase faith in the Bible. That's what it did for me. It, it, it just did. Because it's true. You can actually have that tangible evidence in your hands and hold it and recognize the objective absolutes. Number three, not all, quote, science is equal. The quote David Kinneman included from Mike, the atheist, gives us insight into the real conflict. He stated that he started learning about evolution in 10th grade, and that is when he realized that, quote, learning about science was the straw that broke the camel's back. He equated evolution with science. And that's what these, that's what these manipulative individuals will do. They'll make you believe that a lie is the truth and the truth is a lie. Again, these individuals are in the church among us too. Very divisive bullies. They'll make you believe that a lie is the truth and the truth is a lie. Well, these scientific indiv these individuals who have hijacked the title science are going to try to make you think that science is atheism and atheism is science. Evolution is science. Science is evolution. You can't separate them. Well, that's not true at all. Not true whatsoever. Unfortunately, he was not given the truth about the aspects of evolution that are unscientific, continuing the article. Often the information that young people are being told is real science is nothing of the sort. It's our job as Christians to show our youth the difference and give them the tools to distinguish between truth and error. We should be determined to send our young people in the world knowing that they must, quote, test all things and, quote, hold fast what is good. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 21. We cannot let them leave our congregations being so naive as to think that everything an atheistic professor calls, quote, science is true science. There is a vast difference between legitimate science and false theories such as organic evolution, uh, a biogenesis, and the infl uh, inflationary Big Bang model. Number four, does modern science quote, welcome questions and skepticism. Many of the young people who left Christianity in Barna's research did so because they believe that, quote, science appears to welcome questions and skepticism while matters of faith seem impenetrable. It is imperative that we show our young people the truth about this false idea. The brand of atheistic evolutionary science that is taught in most educational systems today in no way welcomes honest inquiry. It just doesn't. In fact, the exact opposite is true. Young people need to be shown the truth that all scientific discoveries and research that even mention the idea of intelligent design are rejected immediately. Immediately. Valid scientific research that calls into question the billions of years time frame of modern uh, geology is dismissed. Scientific discoveries that disprove the Big Bang model are canceled quickly. So they don't welcome any critical thinking, any opposition, any dissent, anything against their golden god, the golden calf, atheism, evolution. This is what the world does with these tools of chaos, division, and destruction. They do the same with uh, 
the LGBTQ community, and they do the same with various other racist organizations. Um, they uh, the, the abortion industry. They 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 put these uh, golden gods they've built uh, in a position that you can't question it. You can't. There's just no way, or you will be canceled. You'll be banned. You'll be removed. You'll be doxxed. You'll be uh, threatened for your own life. It's just crazy. And it's it's difficult because on the surface, you have them saying Christians are wrong because I said so. And then the youth look at the Christians and the Christians say, well, the these atheists are wrong because I say so. And then they're like, well, who's right and who's wrong here? Who's right and who's wrong? Well, you kind of have to look at the character of the individual a bit, de- a bit closer. You kind of have to look at his history. Do they have a history of this divisive attitude, this divisive uh, character. Well, these, if you look very closely at the leaders of the atheistic uh, worldview, this is what they do. They're very manipulative, very, very covert with it. They get into the classrooms, into our, our kids' minds, and they've been planning this for a while. In 2007, we keep reading the article, the world's leading atheist, Anthony Flew, published a book in cooperation with Roy Varges, Varges, titled There is a God, How the World's Most Notorious Atheist Became a Believer. Flew noted several times in the book that his life's mantra was to, quote, follow the argument wherever it leads. He further confessed, quote, I reached the conclusion about the non-existence of God much too quickly much too easily, and for what later seemed to me the wrong reasons. Flew proceeded in the book to document all the philosophical and modern scientific findings that drove him to the conclusion. Quote, I have followed the argument where it has led me, and it has led me to accept the existence of a self-existent, immutable, immaterial, omnipotent, and omniscient being. Now, how do you think the atheistic, quote, scientific community accepted Dr. Flew's conclusion, right? In the preface of the book, of the book, Roy Varges discussed the responses of those in the scientific community who once lauded Flew as a champion. Again, if you're an atheist with them, you're paraded as a, uh, an idol. But the minute, the minute you start thinking for yourself, and you remove yourself from that toxic abuse and you start to think clearly for yourself, not having your mind controlled by this worldview, well, now you're starting to expose the true essence of the atheistic agenda. And they're going to turn on you. It's the same with the LGBTQ community. They, they profess with their mouth love, 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 acceptance, Coexistence, diversity, love, 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 acceptance, acceptance. It, it, it is everything but. When one of them wakes up to the manipulation they've been going through for years and starts to think clearly outside their control and gains strength to start to expose the lies, that community immediately proceeds to shower persecution, to... Uh, practice various things 
to make you believe that they are the victim and that this individual, like Mr. Flu, is the guilty party and he's the enemy to our cause. You see that in all branches of life. You even see it in the church with Christians. They're toxic individuals, they're manipulators, and they're very well crafted in what they do. And when you no longer when they no longer have control over you, when you're starting to put the dots together and connect it all, and you see how manipulative they are and how they lie and deceive, you start to recognize the threat and expose it. And they play the victim. Oh, oh no. See, see how evil they are. No, it's just we've woken to your manipulation, who you truly are. And it fits your resume. It's what you've always done. So to leave these kind of agendas immediately puts these individuals as the target. And Mr. Flu, obviously, is going to be a target for going against <laughs> his once uh, friendship with atheism. How do you think the atheistic scientific community accepted Dr. Flu's conclusion? Well, in the preface of the book, Roy Vargas discussed the responses of those in the scientific community who once lauded Flu as a champion. He wrote, quote, Curiously, the response to the AP story from Flew's fellow atheists verged on hysteria. Insane insults and juvenile caricatures were common in the free-thinking blogosphere. It is, this, is, this is just so, so accurate to these kinds of people. <laughs> they get unhinged and throw a little hissy fit like a child, and then they turn around and say, you did that. And they turn around and say, you're the one who's lying. When they've just been blatantly, bold-faced lying. It's amazing to me how they, these people are truly insane, calling us insane. It, it, it's beyond, it's difficult to grasp, which is why this, this, this manipulation they, they practice is very, very um, cunning. You, you really need a strong sense of discernment to, to understand what they're doing. So insane insults and juvenile caricatures were common in the free-thinking uh, blogosphere. The advocates of tolerance were not themselves very tolerant. They, they, again, they claim, we just want unity, we just want love, why can't we just get together and everything will be fine, we can just make this work, come on, just come back, just admit that you're wrong about atheism and come back and be an atheist with us. That's what they portray outwardly, but inwardly they're raging wolves. They're filled with all kinds of insanity. They, they will do that publicly to, of course, manipulate their followers to think they're the good guys, the victims. But behind the curtains, <laughs> what they don't recognize is being recorded as evidence to their insanity. They're, they're truly themselves and they show their colors. And they're doing that because, well, their idol that was once one of them has now turned against them. Why? Because he's waking up to the fact that <laughs> atheism is not the right worldview. The advocates of tolerance were not themselves very tolerant. They claim to be tolerant, they really aren't. And apparently, religious zealots don't have a monopoly on dogmatism, incivility, fanaticism, and paranoia. <laughs> it, again, this just, just, just blows my mind how this kind of worldly... Um, behavioral delinquency is well and alive in the church and can be found with 
elders can be found as preachers behind the pulpit, some of them even claiming to be scholars, some of them even claiming to be educated PhDs and this, that, and the other, some of them claiming uh, to be counselors, and they're just like that. They're just like that. Our young people need to know that the modern atheist, quote, scientific community is extremely welcoming and open to questions as long as you arrive at exactly and only the conclusions that they have decided are scientific. Shut your mouth, sit down, you know nothing, I know everything, I'm smart, you're stupid. I'm always right, and you're always wrong. So if you like, I mean, that's how we love you. So if you want to come, if you want to be back with us, you have to just bow down, submit to us, and um, do everything we tell you. Even though it's a lie and everything that we are doing is insane. <laughs> Just, just bow down and admit that you're wrong and we'll be fine. You'll be an atheist with us again. That's the, the, that's the realm and the height and measurement of these behavioral delinquents. It's just, it's mind-numbing. And it's mind-numbing that it's in the church. It really is. It's just, it shouldn't be there. Number five, they will have to make a choice. While our young people will never have to choose between real science and the Bible, they will have to make a choice. In today's secular culture, the majority of educators, professors, politicians, and world leaders believe and teach falsely about the Bible and science. They just do. The vast majority of, the, of university professors are openly atheistic, and many have made it their personal goal to destroy the Christian faith and their young students. Young people will be forced to decide if they love the truth more than error and if they are willing to stand for the truth, even when such a stand will cost them everything or something. That's true. Over here in this country, uh, I've had numerous parents say my child was taken out of school. Why? Because they said a prayer or they brought a Bible or you're not allowed to bring Christianity in school anymore, in public school. Now, you can bring a Quran and you can be a practicing Muslim. You can certainly be an atheist, but there is no way you are allowed to be a Christian in the school system in this country. Uh, and of course, many are. Many still adhere to beliefs in Christian principles. So you kind of have to be quiet with it. And can you be quiet with it as a Christian? Are you to hide that light under a bushel? Well, no. So you see the dilemma there, the problem? Okay, let's keep reading. Young people will be forced to decide if they love the truth more than error. And if they are willing to stand for the truth, even when such a stand will cost them something. The modern geological community uh, has adopted a billions of years time frame that does not rest on robust science. If a young person wants to be a geologist today, he or she will be pressured to adopt this same time frame, in spite of real scientific evidence that militates against it. If young people do not tow the modern, quote, scientific party line, they may find that universities and jobs that offer geology degrees and opportunities will not even let them into their programs. So much for tolerance and coexistence and diversity and, oh, we welcome, we welcome questioning. No, you don't. You say you do with your mouth, but you don't. Again, it can be seen in these kind of individuals who have behavioral delinquencies. Have you ever asked a question to a brother or sister like that? Why is this happening? Why did it not happen this way? Shut your mouth, sit down, you're stupid, I'm smart, I know everything, I'm never wrong, and you're always wrong. 
well, wait a minute. I thought this was an open, welcoming family that was to sit down and just get to the truth and know what's happening and shut your mouth, sit down. You know nothing. You're not intelligent like I am. You're always wrong and I'm always right. But wait a minute. You're portray- You've been telling us that it's all about love and it's all about this, that, and the other and unity and together. And No, they're, they're liars. These people are the insane ones calling you and I Insane. It's just ridiculous to the highest end. And the stronger you get, the more you see it so clearly. The more you see it so clearly. It really is that way. And sad to our youth who have to deal with these who are titled professors. Academic know-it-alls in school classes teaching us that nothing exploded into something. So let me put a whole bunch of words together. Let me do a word salad. These individuals... Oh, they love word salads. You see, because if you can't understand a thing they're saying, they got you. And then you're like, can you please speak in a language that I can understand? No, you're stupid. I'm smart. You need to catch up. You'll never catch up. It's a manipulative tactic. It's like a Bible verse you can plainly read and understand. They'll say, that doesn't mean what you say it means. Really? You need me to tell you. You won't understand the Bible without me. They become these gatekeepers. Well, this is what these professors are doing in classes to our youth. You won't understand science if you don't hear it from me. Really? Yeah, because I'm smart and you're stupid. Shut your mouth, sit down. You're always wrong. I'm always right. I know science. Science is evolution. Science is atheism. You see that, you see that same delinquency in brethren. They do the same thing. And they leave a trail again of division, dismantle, breaking up families, breaking up local congregations, and blaming you, you and I, the ones who recognize their lying, deceptive manipulation. This is what they do. So then you have a a student who gets infected, contaminated by this nonsense in the classroom. He makes his way to mom and dad, and he's like, I'm not going to church anymore. Well, the family's devastated. They're broken. This here son of theirs, their son of theirs, has now fully given his mind to the abuser, the toxic individual, the manipulators. And he has fu- this son has fully convinced himself that atheism is right, it's science. You could, he would go to court and stand there as a witness and say, I am clear of conscience, I am 100% certain, without any question, that atheism is science. And so I left the faith. I left Christianity. Well, nothing of that is true whatsoever. This individual, you know how many atheists leave this earth firmly convinced that there is no God? They're no longer atheist one second immediately after the soul leaves their body. I assure you that much. Well, once the cancer leaves... The spell no longer has its charm. You start to think for yourself and you're like, wait a minute. Nothing exploded into something? That makes no sense. Making God out to be a tyrant and a monster? That makes no sense. I've known God before and I've been reading his words and he's a loving, compassionate, just, merciful, forgiving God. Yet the atheist had me believing that he's a tyrant that he's a dictator, that he's a violent brute and murderer. 
liars who well know their craft and manipulation are going to make you believe that people you've known all your life loving you, giving you your their time, their patience, their money, make you believe that they're the monster. Oh, those people that love you, they're the monster. There is no God. And they leave this earth fully convinced of that, only to wake up eternally damned. Why did I believe a lie? What happened there? Your mind was vulnerable. I know how that works. I've been a victim of that very thing. Of toxic ideology and toxic individuals who claim to be your friends or family members? Not at all. These people are not transparent. They're not... Everything is so nuanced. Everything is so hidden and and secretive. But yet they'll say you are. When in fact everything you have is available and transparent. Atheism in the classroom is a very dangerous thing when it comes from the minds of these sorts. That's why your children, that's why it breaks up families and breaks up congregations. I don't understand what happened. Your children, your youth, young adults, were contaminated by this worldview. So much so they are fully convinced of the lie. You couldn't, they'd stand in court, raise their hand and say, I am fully convinced there is no God. Atheism is science. You can't change them. Something drastic may need to happen in their life. We keep praying for them. That's what happened to me. Something very traumatic happened. An ambush of sorts, something that I was able to see clearly for a moment once I was able to soak in the experience. I'm like, wow. The worldview of atheism is a lie. It's just not true. There is a God. The Bible is real. There is a heaven and hell. Or waking up to toxic relationships. Wow, this person has been a very toxic individual in my life. Very toxic. He had control over my mind for years. Manipulative. Very manipulative. Manipulative in his ways. You separate yourself from that. We need to get stronger. How did I ever allow my mind to think about atheism as it being true? I was vulnerable. I was not strong in the faith. I had no foundation. So it was easy for my mind to be wrapped up in this control. It's the same thing with family members or or friendships that you've had that do that to you. You got weak. You were no longer able to discern or you look the other way. When the teacher started to say certain things about against God in class, you were like, oh, whatever, you know, he's smart. He knows about science, so I guess he's right. The red flags were popping up. Your child was coming home. Your young adults were coming home. Your sons and daughters saying stuff, and you're just like, oh, whatever, you know, he's in school. We don't want to really... I mean, he's learning. No, he's being indoctrinated by manipulative, oppressive, toxic individuals who wear coats lab coats and call themselves scientists and professors and academic heads and deans and they create these curriculums this these narratives that are just not true they're just not true they'll cause all the chaos break your family and say it's your fault because you're because you chose to be a christian if you would have just been an atheist there'd be no problem it, it's sad it really is i mean <sighs> I could go on and on. It's just, once you wake up to it, right? You just want to, you want others to be aware of it and have concern for this. 
Your youth need to know this. We need to teach our kids. We need to teach our kids it's not only taking place in the classroom, it's happening in our local congregations with individuals that need to be removed that do this kind of stuff. We have in the church Christians who call themselves, uh, uh, what is it now, theistic evolutionists. And they allow these people to go behind the pulpit and to teach their theories that, well, God just used evolution. No. And then our children, well, already having been bombarded by the professors at school about atheism, well, again, they're going to be firmly convinced. To them, the truth is a lie, and the lie is the truth. And they'll have you believe that you're the one who's insane for thinking that there is a God, and he is alive, and the Bible is real. No, 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 you're insane. No, I'm not. <laughs> I've just caught up to your lies. And you got no control over me now, and you hate me for it. So you're going to accuse me of all sorts of things. You're going to play the victim. You're going to play all that kind of nonsense. And these do that. The New Testament gives us an excellent example of this dilemma. In the book of John, the author presents many evidences that prove that Jesus is the Son of God. The miracles he performed and the prophecies he fulfilled verified the truth of his claims. So convincing were these evidences that the text says, quote, Nevertheless, even among the rulers, many believed in him, John 12, 42. Their, quote, belief, however, was, a little value, was of little value to them. The text continues, quote, But because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him, lest they should be put out of the synagogue. For they love the praise of man more than the praise of God, John 12, 42 and 43. Oh man, I, ha I could say so much about that. Our young people will be faced with a choice. Not the choice between science and the Bible. The choice is between truth and error. Have we given them the foundation that adequately prepares them to stand for the truth when the rest of the world pressures them to believe a lie? As Jesus bluntly put it, quote, If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. Yet because you are not of the world, therefore it hates you. John 15, 18, and 19. Let us not be so naive as to think that Satan has infiltrated politics, sports, business, and most media outlets, but somehow has left modern, quote, science alone. Yeah, let's not be so naive as to believe that kind of nonsense. No, 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 no. Satan... He is well-versed in all those things, and he knows how to manipulate. I mean, look at how he tried to use the Bible against Jesus and the temptation. He knows what he's doing. He knows what's going on. Again, it, it's... It's sad because a lot of these things, you know, they, they take our youth away. I, also seeing the hypocrisy in the church is discouraging for many. Many lose the faith because they see how evil Christians can be. Well, that's not the fault of Jesus, nor is it the fault of his institution. The church he built in the first century, the doors opened, a spiritual house, is a perfect institution. The problem is the people in there choose to be wicked and evil. That's the problem. And it's difficult. And I, I still remember for the many reasons I had left Christianity. 
Yes, of course, there was a lot of selfish reasons. I just wanted to live in sin and be part of the world and have friends and do what they do. And But to see how wicked some Christians can be, it'll destroy your faith. Some Christians act worth, worse in behavior than some atheists. So you see how that can be very manipulative in your mind? And you're like, well, there are many hypocrites in the church. They're in the elderships. They're behind the pulpit. They'll tell you, you can't do this. They'll create law out of thin air and say, I've created, they'll create law out of thin air because they're scholars, they know the law, and they can create it out of thin air. They'll bind it on you and, call, and claim you're guilty while they simultaneously are doing the very thing they, they say you can't do. You're damned for doing it, but I'm allowed to do it. It's the pharisaical ilk all over again. You see this in the church. Backbiting, backstabbing, manipulation, betrayal, treachery. You'll have these individuals in the church that'll call you a thief while they're stealing from you. I don't want to be there. I don't want anything to do with Christianity if that's the case. Take me away from this place. I don't want to be in this church. You see how easy that is? We're tempted to leave. I did. But again, decades later, you live enough life, you're like, why do people die? Like, what part of evolution is this? Oh, they have an answer, but it doesn't add up. Stuff doesn't add up. And a long journey, 10 plus years in now, you figure out that, you know what? Some Christians are wacko nuts. They're crazy people. They're insane. And they'll try to call you insane because you actually have a mind to think for yourself. That threatens them. And you start to say, the problem's not the church. The problem's not Jesus. And the problem is not the good, decent, faithful Christians that are in there. The problem is all those toxic people in there who cause all kinds of problems. Our youth see that. Our youth see that and they're like disenfranchised with the church. I don't want anything to do with Christianity. So this new called science, atheism and evolution seems very attractive to them. I mean, you can go to the gym and see people who don't go there to work out and they're not in shape at all. I mean, are you going to stop going to the gym? No, you're going to keep going. Why? Because you, your personal independent accountability, your motivation is to get healthier and get fit. Just because someone's there who's obese and doesn't want to get fit, he's just there to, I don't know, look at the girls maybe or just gossip with the others, I don't know, doesn't mean that you, as an obese individual, aren't there to train and get better with your health. Same with church. All these elements are threatening to our youth when they're growing up in the church. And we need to be aware of that, and we need to be transparent with it. There are wolves in sheep's clothing. They will go be, they'll call themselves professors in your classroom. And they'll list how intelligent they are. Oh, and they love to do that. These are egotistical maniacs. I'm so smart. I'm so smart. I'm so smart. They only talk about their profession. And everything they talk about has to do with their profession. But they're wolves in sheep's clothing. They want you to trust them wholeheartedly because they're smart. You're stupid. Remember, shut, shut your mouth. Sit down. You're always wrong. I'm always right. No, I'm not going to answer your questions. So we're not going to answer that. You just need to accept that you're the, you're the evil guy and we're the good guys and we're the victim and you're the bad guy. And They're wolves in sheep's clothing. You've been deceived. It's as simple as that. 
They do this and our kids need to know. Listen, not everyone who wears a lab coat <laughs> has the capability of teaching you about spiritual things, okay? Like, you need to understand that. Standing in a garage with a wrench don't make you a mechanic. Walking around behind the pulpit with a Bible don't make you don't make you a faithful Christian. Faithful gospel preacher. All right? We need to teach our kids that. There's a lot of that. There's a whole bunch of that. It was going on in the Bible days. You can read it in the Bible. All right. Anyway, that will conclude uh, our Thursday podcast session titled Our Youth Leaving the Faith. We need to talk about that. We certainly need to have more so conversations about that because we love our children. We don't want them to leave the faith. We want them to recognize error from truth. And honest, humble souls will. I know it. I've been encouraged by some of those uh, recently. They'll see it. They're like, there's something not adding up with the lies going on. You're right. You're, you're discerning it properly. They were not easily manipulated. A lot of our children in these classrooms, well, a lot, some, they, they have that. You've given them that as parents. They, they, they can recognize and say, wait, 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 wait. It just don't sound right. Nothing exploded into something. It don't matter how many ways you try to make that make sense. It don't make sense. Like nothing has never produced something. You can't have order from chaos. Like that's not science. It's not testable. It's not reproducible. It's not observable. I mean, it's just... No one is ever going to say that the chair I'm sitting on just some random day came to be. It, some of our children, if we teach them right, even when they're getting educated, they'll recognize the lies and they'll kind of separate the lies from what's the truth. And that's how the manipulator works. He'll sprinkle some truth with the lies. It, it's, it's truly a man. Oh man, it's going to be quite a day when judgment comes around. A lot of, a lot of souls are going to be uh, just completely uh, floored with it. And they'll be like, oof. Here I was so convinced there were no, there was not a God. I was so convinced. And even some brothers and sisters in Christ who have these behavioral delinquencies, uh, they're so, so, so very sure of themselves that they're on the way to heaven. And they're going to come face to face with the lies and the damage they've done. It, their eternal destruction. It's a sad, it's going to be a sad day. It's going to be a sad day. Anywho, I love you guys. You know that, whether you agree with me or not, I still love you. And I uh, appreciate your kind attendance. Please, please, please consider to subscribe to this channel and to like, share, rumble, comment, whatever you got to do. And um, please consider also supporting this work. That's how I make a living. By God's good grace, through your compassion to the Added Souls ministry. Sign up to addedsouls.locals.com today. Really, it's not complicated. Sign up to it. It's free. Therein, you can choose of your own accord to just view the public content that's going through, or you can choose to support. No amount is too small. No amount is too big. It all goes towards the gospel path through the uh, uh, Added Souls ministry and the Maya family, wherever we may roam. And when you do that, you have exclusive content and you'll be able to interact 
and comment and post and all that kind of stuff. Please consider going to addedsouls.locals.com. It's a freedom community, and uh, we'd love to have you over there. You can also send a donation through uh, PayPal, addedsouls at gmail.com. And you can send me an email if you want an address. I'm going to keep doing this whether I make a penny of it or not. When I first began, I assure you, I was making $100 a month. And I would have done it without it. I truly, truly of passion do this. Because I know it's right. And I know it's true. So I'll do it without a single penny. But we all know it's kind of a blessing to have food on the table for your kids. (laughs) It's kind of cool to have clothing and a roof on your head, even if it's paying rent, even if you don't own it. And who really owns anything over here on this planet Earth anyways? Um, You know, that kind of stuff. It's an expedient to the work. I get to buy cameras and computers. And I want to really, I have a lot of goals for the Added Souls ministry. I love to employ my children. I love to grow this. I'd like to have uh, uh, a team you know, of, of solid, faithful, humble uh, individuals, content creators that we can grow the Added Souls ministry. It's just so, there's a lot of potential there and you can be part of that. And your name will be on one of those those blocks that we're building together, this house. And uh, so please consider that. All right, Monday to Friday, 8 a.m. Atlantic Daylight Time. We go live, the Early Bird Podcast session. Stefan Maya with you. Stay focused, stay positive. Lord willing, tomorrow morning, peace out.